Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today as always by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. Today we have a special edition interview episode. We are welcoming back to the show, former NWSL goalkeeper, former Canadian international, and now former head of football, women's football operations at CONCACAF, Karina LeBlanc, the new Portland Thorns general manager welcome back to the show karina how are you Como estás? Woo, i just want to say that you know um <laughs> i don't know it was announced like an hour an hour and a half ago and here we are and i'm great i i i am great um i feel the love i feel valued i feel seen and i am excited about where where this is all going to go I, and, and hey been talking to you guys before so i know where this conversation is going to go who knows <laughs> it's it's going to it's going to go there if you want it to go there let's let's <laughs> let's keep it let's start it simple for for the audience and the and the listenership here uh, it, like you said a lot of excitement you're hyped we're hyped it was literally just announced today as as of our recording here on november 1st that you were going to be stepping into the front office role of the thorns as general manager so Talk to us a little bit about this process. How did this come about, you know, now that you're going to be stepping into this role as the technical soccer operations role? You know, it's funny because I think when we did the podcast, I don't know, it could have even been a month ago. This was not on my radar, (laughs) you know. Um, So how it started is I got a text and I think it was right after. Well, not I think I know it was right after, you know, everything had come out um, from the athletic and that weekend that the players didn't play, I, I took the weekend and I struggled myself too. And um, I was hurting. I was talking to some former teammates and then I got a text um, and it was like, Hey, do you want to talk? I was like, yeah, you know, let's talk because I'm ready to go towards any conversation. I think you guys know about this about me. I was like, okay, let's talk. And I started talking about my opinion on things <laughs> And then the next thing I knew, um, it was, I was in a conversation with Merritt and it was raw. It was real. It was emotional. It was in a way I'd never seen Merritt before. And he was saying, you know, this is the time to pause and listen and reflect and learn, but we want you to lead. We want you to lead it all of it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what, 
He's like, yeah, you know, this is a position we've been thinking about for a while. Um, we didn't know when, and, you know, this is a time where we need to reassess. And, and it was just one of those, it, it wasn't like I was talking to merit merit. I was talking to merit, the man who was my hero when I was a Portland thorn. Cause you have to remember, I, I went through two failed leagues, right? And I know what it's like to play and think you're playing your best soccer ever. And then all of a sudden the league folds. Mm-hmm. And then you finally feel you're like that. You feel a groove again. And then it folds again. And I remember just being like, Merritt, you were my hero. And it was one of those conversations where he was like, well, just think about it. And I was like, okay, uh, no, I don't think so, but thanks. And then it was my daughter, you know, she was sitting there saying, mama, mama. I mean, that's, she doesn't, I mean, she, she's a baby. <laughs> And I was looking at her and I was like, this is a moment in time where we all have to decide what we're going to do, because we all know women's soccer has grown so much. But we also know that women's soccer right now with what's going on is that it needs it needs different voices and it needs a shift in the best way possible. And so for me, it was so personal. I was like, you know what, like. Let me, let me, let me ask more questions. So went through the process, met with staff, met with players, um, started asking people who texted me today, like, Oh, that's why you're asking me those questions. And then it just started to feel like this is, this is per- like, I miss being around the game. I miss the fans. This city was like the best year of my life. So the, the why and everything is there for me. And I was like, you know what, this is, this is a leap because I love what I've been doing at CONCACAF, but I need to, this is an opportunity to get in there. And Merritt's like, you know, we're, we're going to, you, 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 you're, you're going to lead. You're going to be the general manager. And it was just one of those things like, you know, I was a player and then I left and I was like, okay, I'm going to come back. And I thought I'd come back as a player, but here's an opportunity as a general manager. So I don't even know if I asked that question, but that's how I ended up here. (laughs) Karina, you, they asked you to lead. And honestly, you, you're one of the best candidates that I could possibly think of to be in this type of position. And this really came about at the end of September, right at the start of October, when all of this news broke um, with the athletic and everything that had happened. And so the role that you are taking over at the Portland Thorns was previously held by Gavin Wilkinson. And, and he was removed um, from his role due to his lack of transparency surrounding the Paul Riley investigations way back in 2015. And he was uh, removed from this GM position just a few weeks ago. Um, and these investigations, they're still currently happening. And, and we're, we're going to dive into it a little bit with you because the talk right now is protecting the players. We need to protect the players. That's what the players are asking for. And that's what the league is, is really looking to move towards and for you being the GM, how, how do we protect the players? Well, first of all, I know what it's like to be a player, (laughs) you know, I, and I I spoke to the team this weekend. Um, I was in Portland and it was like, so interesting because it's like, I'm in Portland, but I'm not going to go anywhere. (laughs) But it was so important that the, the team knew first and the team could ask questions first. And it wasn't like they were reading an article and being like, oh, that's where our GM is. And I think it's it's the players need to feel seen and heard in this process. So how do we protect them is you make them part of the conversation and you ask them. And that's why I said, I think this is a time for us to pause, listen, learn, reflect, connect, 
and then grow, you know, and I think it's, it's an opportunity for us to do things we've never done before. And when I, when you asked me what my dream would be for this team would be that when people watch the thorns play and they see this club, they see the most connected club. And I mean, with the fans, because the fans need to feel seen and heard as well. You see players inspired and in that whether you love soccer or not, you feel inspired to be the best version of yourself because their voices are being heard. You see an administration that's tight. And that was one of the first things in all the conversations we were had is like, we need to be connectors. There needs to be, there needs to be nothing that takes us away from where we want to go. So for the players, how do we protect them as we, we ask them as we move forward and I think one of the things that I bring is that, you know, with my experience at CONCACAF at the global level is that I can see the bigger picture. I can see beyond just right here. I can see, you know, where, when I say where, where we go, where we've never been before, I mean it in a way where, because we're thinking and seeing, and we're talking to the parent, the parents, the players and saying to them, like, this is where we'd like to go. How do you, how do you think we can get there? And it's not to say that that hasn't been done, but I think it's just in a different way now because we're at a different stage in the sport. I think players have found their voices. I think the possibilities of where we can go is endless, but now players want to be part of that conversation. And in me being hired, what's exciting is that now there's players. I got so many messages today of players saying like, shoot, maybe I will become a GM. How great is that? Right. And I think that what me being in this role represents, it's the opportunity and pathways for players. It's the opportunity and pathways for people of color. You know, I had a couple of messages of, of, and it, it, it got me to the heart of, you know, she said, I can't believe somebody who looks like me is doing what you're doing. And I think it's so important that you have to see it to believe it. And I think this is what's happening and it goes beyond just the game. It, it, it goes into a space that's groundbreaking for all the right reasons. We'll just turn my phone and ring her off. <laughs> it's a busy day, guys. It is. <laughs> I, I love that, though. That's that's the um, that's not just the energy that we want. That's I think that's the energy that's needed uh, to move forward uh, in this current uh, transitional phase for the, the league and the club and, and all the other clubs, really. Um, you know, you you played. In, in NWSL uh, with Portland specifically, and now you're returning in, in a little bit of a different role. And, and within the announcement uh, of your new position, you talked a little bit about unfinished business uh, within within that release. And I and I took I read I, re I read that in initial. I was like, oh, that's that's very Karina. I said we got to ask her about it on attacking third. So if it's not as as a player returning to the the club in in an executive front office position what what are the plans what does that mean when you say that there's a little bit of unfinished business for you well i think as a player like i mean i got traded from the portland thorns like yeah. it's the best club in the world and so for me i was like you know what i'm gonna be back there because i remember when, when like I, there used to be signs like kk for mayor and like you know you're playing in the stadium and they have karina like they have that they they have the you're like you know what I'm not done with y'all I'm coming back right and I and it was so funny I remember playing against them and they have a chant named dodgy keeper and it's for the opposing keeper so like dodgy keeper and I, I went like this I went like this yes and they just erupted because they knew that I knew the cycle and it was just like 
this is that community. And so for me, like it was, it, it I wanted to come back as a player because we know the business of the game. You don't love it, but that's how the game is. And so then now in this position, it was like, you know, it's, it just felt like it was meant to be. You guys know me. I mean, I'm a person that wants to live a life of purpose. And if anything aligns to my purpose, I'm like, yes, even if it's hard or, you know, and I, and to be honest with you, I don't know if everything was perfect, if I would have taken this position, because I need to know that I can come in and, and, and be a part of something like change for the better. And that's what I loved what I was doing at CONCACAF. It was like 41 countries. They're not all the same. It's 41 countries with 41 different realities. So it wasn't going to just be easy and be like, okay, let's put this ecos or let's do this. And no, it was a challenge. And I think that's, what's beautiful about this is that I want this challenge. I love this challenge because what is possible if we get this right, you and I know it's incredible. And the players are on board. They're like, let's go where we've never gone, right? Administration is more, let's go, we've never gone. And it's it's a league that it's, I think it's the best league in the world. It's the most consistently, let's go where we've never gone. And it's not that I'm fooling myself saying I know all the answers. I don't. But the things that I know, I'm like, okay, let me lead in this place. And the things that I don't and the gaps that I have, I'm like, let's surround ourselves with people that help you be successful there. So, Yeah. With all of the excitement and the news that's happening today, you, you mentioned this earlier that you have players, former players texting you saying, wait, you're the GM. I can do that. I it's it's really raising the bar and, and showing current players that there is no ceiling for what they can do post retirement, which is a scary thing. And you now become the second former NWSL player uh to serve as GM of a current team, Yelly for Bush West being the first Woo! at Gotham FC. New mama too. She's a new mama too. And a new mama too. It's really, there's no ceiling. Watch, watch your feet. There's glass everywhere. So for you, what makes being a former player specifically in this league, what makes former players good candidates to lead a team from the front office? Oh, that's, that's a great question. I think it's just us understanding the voices of the players. Right. Um, I can say this from in my role now, when you speak up and you're like, well, the players might be thinking this. So we need to think this way when you have that credibility, you know, and I think it's us owning the value that we have and we bring. And then, I mean, massive shout out to Yael and her little baby and Aaron West, like they're beautiful people. And that's another thing. It's beautiful people, you know, and, and the text messages I'm getting a lot from a lot of former players being like, Maybe I should get involved. I mean, this is what we want. So I think it's it's the diversity of the voices at the table. And when you have that diversity, that's when you know that everything is represented. And then that's how you move forward. You know, when when the, the, there's not a player's voice at that, it's it's you're making um, decisions based on what you think you know. Whereas now you have a couple voices being like, this is what we do know. And I think that's valuable. And it's not to disrespect what the NWSL has done before or any of the people there. I don't want that to come across at all because I think this is the best league in the world because of all the people who've done all the work. And I have so much respect for all of the owners, some I've played for. I have respect for the administration before. I just think as, as we move forward, we can add value to that conversation. And that's what's exciting. That player experience is 
is going to be really, really important, I think, in this sort of next era, right, of the league moving forward, um, post-COVID, post-2021 regular season and everything that sort of occurred off the pitch there. And you're someone like like you have stated for, for and for people who don't know, I'll just run them off again. The accolades, you know, you're talking can team Canada, but you also played in 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 WSA in WPSL or in WPS and, and now NWSL. And so you have the experience of all these different leagues under your belt. You sort of have that knowledge and have that experience of knowing what works, knowing what doesn't right? Maybe what shouldn't no, no longer be part of the equation, right? Moving forward, but in a position of, of authority, in a position of power, in one of the biggest clubs in the world, what changes are you hoping to implement in this role? I think the first thing I would like to do is get us to be connected as an organization, top to bottom. And I'm not saying that there aren't they aren't connected. I think what's happened is that it's the time where we see our community and our fans wondering and second guessing and saying who who are we cheering for, who are the thorns. So connecting with them and telling them who we are with the players. You know, I've 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 had conversations with them and making sure they know they are feel seen and heard with the administration. You know, I think people think that you know everyone's okay or maybe everyone's not okay everyone's in different spaces and on different pages and I think that's why I say where I say connect is that let's come together figure out who we are together not me coming in saying this is who we are right I have an idea because I played and that's why I say the diversity of the seat the people sitting at the table I have an idea of who we are. I have an idea of what it feels like to play for a club. I have an idea of what it feels like to win a championship for a club. <laughs> I have an idea of what it feels to leave our club. I have an idea of what, if this club were to fold, what that would feel like. I have a lot of ideas, but it's not just me. And I think leadership isn't about coming in and telling. I think first seek to understand before you want to be understood. But one thing I'm clear about is that when we become connected as one and we bring that to the field and we bring that to the office and we bring that to our fans. I think it's pretty scary where, where, where our club could go. Cause right now you're looking at shield champions. You're looking at a club that has still produced, right? So everybody wants to talk about that's always wrong. That's still a massively successful team, but there's things we can do better. And what is it that we can do better and making sure that everyone feels seen and heard because there, it's not to say everything about the Portland Thorns is broken. It's not, right? And I think that it's looking and, and listening and, and really making sure everyone feels a part of this conversation and connecting us so that we're inspired on something bigger than ourselves. Because I've been on teams where when you're inspired by something bigger than yourselves, you do things that you didn't even think was possible. And then I've been on teams where there's these little, little cracks that break you apart. And then all of a sudden you're like, what just happened? We're a stacked team. What just happened? Um, so I think it's, it's bringing us together and, and giving, giving us that vision clarity of where we want to go together. Um, and then from there, all that other fun stuff. Uh, I don't want to tell all my secrets. <laughs> Come 
on, folks. Like, what do you want? Like, you want me to get, okay, here, guys, here's the plan. Okay, let's make sure that every other organization knows. Karina, we had to ask. We had to ask, see if you'd give us any secrets. But we know that you have a lot of plans and, and I can't really wait to see where you take this club and all of your player experience um, playing in all these different leagues and being really in the mix as a player, understanding, like you said, what it's like for a, a league to fold, what it's like to be transferred from a team, to be drafted. Um, you know all of it from a player's perspective. Then for the last four years, since 2018, you were head of women's football for CONCACAF. So you were in the nitty gritty of it as a player. And then you got to step back and, and what, oversee 40 some countries in CONCACAF women's football. And now it's almost like the middle ground going to a singular club in Portland Thorns. Um, But having the experience of CONCACAF and now looking as the GM of the Thorns, how do these positions correlate with each other? I mean, every position I've ever been in is was to grow the game of women's football or women's soccer. So at the core of it, it's every day I've showed up thinking, how can I be a part of that conversation? Right. And I think whether it's the, the global conversation, um, whether it's a conversation with a little kid, you know, um, of the fortune of being a UNICEF ambassador for Canada, whether it doesn't matter. I think if you know me and, and you two do, it's every single day. I just want to be the best version of myself and take my stories and my history and bring it to the conversation. And I don't think that changes. <laughs> you know, I think I have the ability to see a bigger picture <laughs> because I've been at that bigger ch- picture global conversation and I can understand where the game's going and how it's going to go forward and what all the stakeholders um, are saying and doing and being. But at the end of the day, I think I've just missed being around the game and the players. And I think that's where I'm, I, I already, already have energy, but it lights me up in a different kind of way. You know, Rita, you and- always have energy. You always have the energy. <laughs> well, imagine me now. My husband's like, I'm like jumping onto the roof, you know. Um, but I think every experience has prepared me and set me up for this one. And I think that's what excites me the most about it is that, you know, my resume is different from others and I just get to bring my experience to it, but I'm also not somebody who thinks I know it all. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm just another person who has a story that hopefully can add to this conversation. And I'm excited to work with everybody in the NWSL and make sure we take this league where it's never been before. Make sure the players know that we're going in places that hopefully we've never been before, because that's where women's soccer is. We're in a place that it's 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 an important time. And I think that's where, for me, it was like, okay, CONCACAF is important because we're looking at 41 members associations or, comp, or uh, countries. But this one is important because I'm right in it. I'm right in it. And hopefully what we do is not just win games on the field. Hopefully we're able to change conversations in massive ways with massive topics that are important, (laughs) you know, and I've just told you, like, literally a lot of my messages today hasn't been about just winning and losing. It's about what we're doing and what our sport, we're arguably the biggest sport 
in the world. And I'll say arguably, because I don't want people to attack me, but I personally think it is. Um, but what we do has effects and domino effects across the board. And when we start to see that all of our actions either create reactions that are positive and negative, then we have to understand the importance of our decisions. And, you know, with Portland Thorns, I want us to attract players who are attracted to like being game changers in their, their life, being game changers for the young girl who's in the stands, who wants to sign an autograph. Like, no, you don't walk away from her. You sign that autograph and you engage with her because she's going to be the next person that's in your position because you've now created this moment where she's like, I can do anything in this world. And with the sponsors, we say to them, we need you. We need you right now to rise and take our, our league to a whole different level. And to the fans, why do we need the fans? We're nothing without the fans. So if the fans feel disconnected from us, we got to go back and connect because it's no fun to play in empty stadiums, <laughs> right? It's no fun to, to be attacked by, no, we need, we need the positivity and the empowerment and the belief and the hope of this moment in time. We've connected, we've hurt, we've cried, but then now we're ready to rise. And I think this is where, why I came back is like, this is, this is that time where my little daughter, I don't say, oh, mommy played with the Portland Thorns, but that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> I'd say mommy played with the Portland Thorns and she was the general manager of the Portland Thorns and dot, dot, dot. And it's like, that's, she'd be like, that was so long ago, mommy. Like, <laughs> look what's happening now, <laughs> you know? And I'll be like, yeah, okay, I'm old. But I think this is at the core of it. What excites me is I think there's, a lot of great people in our game and you know we get to come together and learn and be better and grow and 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 do some big things you love to hear it i i want to thank you so much for joining us uh today karina it's always a, a not just a honor privilege and a pleasure it's a joy to have you on attacking third whenever you share time and space with us hope healing and rising i love it let's end on that we're going to probably have you on in the future as well. The Portland Thorns are in a playoff push. We're going to see them next in the semifinal taking place on November 14th. Everybody can catch games on CBS Sports Network. I want to thank all of our listeners for joining us today. Thank you again, Karina, for joining us. Uh, everybody can follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. We'll be back Wednesday with another episode of the NWSL Playoffs. For Sandra Ritter, Lisa Roman, and Karina this was Bye. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.